All right, here it is. The end of 2020 coming in hot, but I think we can say this year as a whole has continually come in hot. But I was hoping we could end the year with the balance of mindful and mindless we've all been trying to strike. You know, trying to be mindful of the space we're in, the time we spend, but also needing a break from all the personal growth we at times felt pressured to undergo this year. So today is both of those things mindless in the sense of we're going to spend the majority of the episode drawing some hard lines on family traditions, holiday sides, and what the word magical really means as a descriptor, but also mindful in how we think about 2020. Instead of pushing it away, let's lean into some intentionality with a few suggestions I have for how to finish your year. Here's a few things to consider. Let's try to give away 20 things. You know, we've lived on the internet this year, probably spent too much time shopping on said internet, if we're honest. Putting a number on how much you're going to give away somehow gives you a place to start. And I mean, this can be the stuff of your family or roommates, honestly, just whatever it takes to feel the joy of fewer things in your business. You know what I mean? Okay, next. What if we wrote down 10 things we're happy happened this year? We've spent a lot of time grieving what couldn't happen which is okay. We needed that. But what would it look like to remember the year everyone's trying so hard to forget? This is just a gentle reminder that it wasn't all bad, truly. So what 10 things are you happy that happened? Mine range from watching Hagen treat baseball like a tackle football game to finishing all the seasons of Friends. The goal isn't something deeply moving. The goal is to celebrate all the things. And just 10, you can find 10 things that you're happy happened this year. And now we can bring in some of the reality check you may all be wanting from me right now. Let's list five things you wish you would have done this year. Maybe they're goals you set, conversations you wanted, side projects you never started. Write them down and then evaluate why they didn't happen. List out the obstacles. And then in preparation for 2021, Knowing what you know now, being older and wiser, and honestly, we're all just a bit more jaded, make a plan. How will you take on one of these items at a time? Not all of them at once, just one at a time. Start with a step one for each goal. Then step two, step three, you are picking up what I'm putting down. I hope, maybe. Now, let's write three thank you letters not texts, not emails. I want you to get some for real stationery, cards, whatever from a local shop because support local, right? And randomly pick three people to thank for walking beside you this year. It could be someone completely random. It could be your best friend. It could be the checkout person at the Publix. It could be your mom. We just don't tell people enough how much they matter, the impact they're having, because it's easy to feel like you're just floating through life instead of actually leaving an imprint on somebody. And choosing to think of someone else, making someone else feel loved, honored, valued, you will be better for it too. And lastly, all the things you signed up for, joined and or get an email for, clean it out. Cancel, unsubscribe, delete, get rid of it. Except for this podcast. I kindly request that you keep us on your subscription list. Now, this is just a chance to declutter your mind. And also, I bet you'll save some money too. Because those Ulta, Sephora, and various other emails I get full of deals are not helping me maintain the budget Ryan so thoughtfully suggested into my life. This can even spill over into your social media. 
whoever, whatever you follow that makes you second guess yourself, makes you feel less than, makes you feel anything other than equipped, gifted, confident, unfollow them, unfollow it. Give it a try. I'm amazed at the difference it's made in my own life with my own overall attitude. Okay, so in review, here are some goals for the rest of 2020 in preparation for 2021. Give away 20 things. Write down 10 things you're happy happened this year. And maybe, just maybe, write down five things you wish you would have done this year. Write three thank you letters. And lastly, unsubscribe, delete, get rid of, unfollow, whatever it takes to make sure you are not walking into 2021 with a whole lot of baggage you do not need. Speaking of walking into 2021, I asked you all at NOTM podcast on Instagram, what you wanted to leave behind in 2020 and what you wanted to carry with you into 2021. Here are some of your answers on what you want to leave behind. And I think some of you, most of you, all of us will find ourselves in a lot of these answers. Guilt and regret. I want to leave behind the need to know what's next. I want to leave checking out of the present moment. I'm going to leave behind the need to be accepted by everyone. I'm leaving worrying about things I can't control. I'm going to leave being too scared to try things I might not be good at. And I'm leaving consistent self-sabotage tendencies. And then I asked you, what are you bringing with you into 2021? You said intentional time with my family, remembering that this place is not my home. I'm going to bring remembering how precious time is and making time to actually rest. I'm going to grow in whatever soil I'm planted in. I'm going to take into 2020 the thought that growth, even painful growth, is always worth it. More patience and flexibility, reminders of stillness and God's presence in my panic. I'm going to loosen my grip on planning and I'm going to sit still more. I'm bringing peace with me. God has proven bigger than my circumstances. I'm bringing a reliance on God alone. I'm taking with me into 2021 that regular counseling is okay. It's healthy and it's good. Also investing in good skincare and makeup, right? All of us can write that one down. The biggest takeaway of all of these, pay attention to your time, where it goes and if it should go there. That feels like a pretty good place to start for 2021. I love you guys. And I will never, ever stop being so grateful for the small time you give to no one told me each week. I do not take it lightly ever. I hope you leave each episode lighter, more confident, happier, seen, understood, just better. My heart is so for you. And just a reminder to share your story. It could change everything for someone. For now, here are my friends, Kari and Whitney, and a little bit of their spouses too, driving back from holiday trips and telling us what we need to know about the holiday season. Just to set the scene, we are driving. I'm not driving anywhere. I'm actually sitting comfortably on my couch. Kari and Tara are driving back from Nashville. And then Whitney and Matthew Gooch are with us today, also driving Listen. back from Nashville. Because also we, driving back from Nashville. I know everyone's on the road. And this is the beauty of technology. But listen, we couldn't end the year without a Did Anyone Tell You 
holiday edition because we do we do one every year i'll be honest with you this last monday of november snuck up on me you think i would just realize because it's thanksgiving that the last one should should be happening but i didn't i didn't put that together but here's my question for you all who travel to go home it was different in college because like you would go home for like christmas break and have like a month and a half to see people like when we come home to see family like either of our homes we're there for like three days for 40 hours and so there's just normally not time to we usually do because a lot of my like best friends are still from high school. Kari so, actually yeah. loves his friends. I do. I, I love them. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I don't know what made me think about it, Carson. But you say all the time, like, "Well, I was texting with a buddy, or I was talking to someone from college, or whatever." And I'm just very impressed with your ability to keep up with people. I feel like once you make a friend, you keep them in your life for all time. We we don't talk like every single week. One of them I talk with probably basically every day but group messages and doing things together whether it be like fantasy football or just texting about games like helps me keep up with a lot of them too so yeah i like to keep friends i do <laughs> i know yeah, I, I listen like once <laughs> once we're done we're done do you hear me That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay thanksgiving foods what is your favorite thanksgiving side i'm glad you said side because for me it's definitely a tie between turkey and ham but oh my side, gosh! No, turkey is be, turkey is overrated and unnecessary. No, you're not. I promise you, you're not no, making your turkey correctly if you think that it's overrated. If I, you're not injecting your turkey, oh my! Then you're not doing it correctly. I was responsible for putting the turkey in the oven this year. Did you inject it? Did you do it? No, Did I just I just melted butter all over it, and there no, was there Callie, was un, no, there was no, onions no. and uh, celery inside it. Oh and I, it was okay. That is my problem with turkey. It's almost always dry. That That's is, why you have to inject it. I will. I will get you the seasonings that we use next year. I promise you, it's so easy. And you just start from like the back of the turkey. You have a needle, and you're literally injecting this where into in the, the turkey, and it's juicy all Here's the way the in the deal, back. Gravy. <laughs> Gravy covers a multitude of sins. So no matter how much effort you want to put on your turkey and into your turkey, as long as you have gravy, no one will know how good or bad it is. Okay, here's uh, the problem. But best side. Well, go ahead. No, gravy's not good is all I was going to say. I can't handle okay, gravy. It's no, too mushy. Okay, no. When you have my mushy. turkey, you don't need gravy. gravy is mushy. <laughs> it has, that's, that's it has bits in it. It has bits of something. That's the giblets. <laughs> no. It's the giblet gravy. No, no ma'am. You no, don't ma'am. Need it. No. Carson. <laughs> Favorite side. We can't even listen to Whitney right now. We can't. Oh, God. There are so many people that are mad at you right now, Kelly. Chiblet <laughs> gravy is the best. Best side is definitely baked macaroni and cheese. So my family's from the Bahamas, and just the way that my mom makes it is so great. Like cutting up onions and a little bit of peppers and just baking the macaroni and cheese is insanely good. So that's my favorite. Does she put and bread? sweet potatoes are a close second. Okay, hang on. I've got two questions now. Does she put bread on top of the mac on top of the mac and cheese? Like cheese. Just cheese. Cheese, cheese on the top <laughs> as well. Yeah. Okay. Like you literally make the macaroni and cheese, put it in a pan, and put cheese on top of that and then bake it. Ryan's mom puts wow. her sourdough bread on top of it and then puts cheese Ooh. on top of that. And it's incredible. But listen, speaking of toppings, sweet potatoes. Do you put marshmallows on top or brown sugar? Here's how you eat sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. You open up the lid and then you jump it in the trash can. Oh That's my exactly gosh. How you eat That's such a terrible take. <laughs> No, it's brown sugar, literally like three sticks of butter and probably three cups of brown sugar. 
It's so good. Listen, I can only eat sweet potatoes if they have marshmallows or brown sugar. But I, I also, realized you don't this eat year. Them out of a can, I'll eat sweet potato fries, but anything else is just. Also, garbage. who does you eat sweet potatoes about? out of a can? That's a valid. Yeah, you're just doing it all wrong. You're deal. doing your turkey wrong. No. You're doing your sweet Yo, potatoes wrong. Callie, Callie said that her gravy is mushy. If your gravy is mushy <laughs> and your sweet potatoes, that's the definition. Don't try to bring it back around to me. You said sweet potatoes come from a can. All right. Yeah, you're zero for two right now. Listen, y'all, whatever. It's okay. The last recording, the last recording, I think Carson thought spaghetti squash grew out of the ground. So I think we have moved on past that. I'm the off-brand Kaylee. We all know it. We all expect it. I'm just subbing for Kaylee, okay? You're carrying it well. You really are. Favorite side with what do you got? Favorite side has got to be, which this is boring, but green beans are my favorite food of all time. Oh and I'm hear you you can have those any time of the year. That does not count. Over three. But they're my Literally over three. And gravy. Oh, sorry, hush. And gravy. <laughs> gravy and green beans. That's my answer. But you gravy I'll accept because you usually don't get that all year round. But green beans is not an acceptable. Like green bean casserole yeah, is an acceptable so, like, answer. You can go in on green beans and not feel disgusting. Like I can save room for other things. But I still feel like green beans is a little bit of a waste on a Thanksgiving meal. Listen, I feel like none of y'all have appreciated any of my answers. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> just give the phone to Gooch. I feel like he's going to. He's going <laughs> to. He's also just making fun of me, too. I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> from all sides. It's coming from all sides. Listen, yeah, it is. we had two Thanksgiving dinners, or it was a lunch and a dinner, and both have separate family favorites. You realize this when you get married, that the way your family did Thanksgiving and what your family had at Thanksgiving is not how the other, their spouse's family does it. So is there one thing that surprised you the most about your spouse's Thanksgiving meal like you didn't expect or that you were surprised to see either on the table or a tradition that surprised you? For me, it would definitely be, and I know I talked about injecting the turkey, but Tara's family did not do that. And if you don't, if you, if you don't inject this into your turkey, it's like Cajun seasoning. It comes in like a 20 ounce uh, container with a needle. You can buy it at Kroger. If you don't do that, your turkey 100% is going to be dry. They did not do that, but they're very flexible, and I was thankful for that. So they injected their turkey last year when we had it, and it was juicy, and it was great. Okay, Carson, I have a very important question. I want to know how you told Tara's mother, hey, your turkey, no good. I'm going to need you to sign. Did you give it to her for Christmas? What did you do? I don't think I came out and said, like, hey, your turkey's a little dry. (laughs) But I said, I probably was just like, oh, hey, this is what my family does, and it tastes super juicy and this super This is what great. my family does, and we're better than your family. So <laughs> no, that's not the case, but the turkey was better. Like, it's not, it wasn't up for debate. But now, no, yeah. I think you asked if we injected it, and I was like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, so apparently I just asked if they injected it, and then the answer was no, but they were willing to try, so. I can appreciate that. I just don't know how it would go if I was like, listen, Cindy, about your turkey, I've been thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> what was there anything that you were like? Well, this is new when you combined um, for holidays. Well, wait, we've already talked about this, but they do not do gravy. And listen, Nana is ama- Nana is amazing, but Nana's and I would I didn't say this first. Like the the Gooch family says that Nana's turkey is dry. It's always dry. Apparently, this year was a little better, right? Yeah, she didn't bake it this year. She didn't bake it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, she so used it was better. We're not sure, um, but they don't do gravy. 
But yeah, I just, I love, that's the best thing about, because you only get gravy at Thanksgiving. I, I do. Like, that's the only time I eat it. So it, it was a little, I had to get used to it. Do you put it on everything? Do you are you they one that you gravy. load your plate and put it on top of everything? No, I my gravy is only for my turkey and my dressing. It's not for my mashed potatoes. It's not for anything else. Kari, stop shaking your head. Kari only <laughs> okay, you're driving home from your Thanksgiving. Now we know what's coming up next. We've got Christmas. Who has their? Do you have your Christmas tree all the, all the way up? Did you do that before you left, or is no, that something you'll I'm do? No, I'm not psychotic. No, no. It oh is. We're decorating tomorrow, which is the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and I cannot wait. We bought lights to go on the outside of our house, Ooh. which is very festive. Wait a second. Wow, okay. I feel blessed. It's I need Christmas to know. Your, I tried to convince Ryan yesterday. We had to go pick up some of our outdoor decor that we ordered on Black Friday from Lowe's. I tried to convince him to get an inflatable blow-up Santa Claus for the front yard, and do he it. wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. But I feel like it is very festive and fun. Do you think it's festive or tacky? I think it depends on what all you have in your yard. Like, if that's all that you have, I think it's kind of tacky. Tara's Tara's given the given the no symbol. Tara finds it tacky. Yes, you can talk. <laughs> Tara's awake. I'm sorry, because Kari recorded this fantasy fools podcast and I couldn't say a word. So I didn't know if this was like a I can't talk. Or- Carson, have you been on multiple podcasts today? Well, yeah. Fantasy Football League, me and my friend made a podcast just to make fun of the other people in our league. So it's literally 10 people that listen to it. But anyway, wow. Tara, this is, is it tacky or not? Kari? For what? No, the Santa Claus, the blow-ups. Are those tacky? It's a little tacky. Okay, Ooh. but think about how happy it'll make the kids. Let's think about the they joy. Be happy. Here's what I yeah, the kids will be happy, but it'll be tacky. So who's going to outweigh the benefits versus the look of the house? <laughs> I think we need an inflatable. I don't care what you say, Tara. Okay. I think, okay, at your new house, I'm going to purchase one and just put it up in the middle of the night and okay. just have it out in the morning but when Kari, you wake up. Kari also likes those like lights that you project on your house. I don't really like oh, those. Oh, no, no. I hate I don't those. Like those. We'll have those in the blow up and it'll just be one tacky house. <laughs> Yeah, I just think yeah, it's nice. You just you just put you just, just put it in your front like yard. Like lazy yeah, you put it in your front yard and you're done. I love it. <laughs> okay, for Christmas or before Christmas, over holiday break, this is the time to watch things. Ta- start with the topic that we always go to. On did anyone tell you what are you currently watching and what will you watch on your holiday break? Ooh, what were obviously besides like Christmas movies and stuff. Survivor, watching, you're still currently yeah. watching Survivor. Survivor. Well, I know people. 92. People don't want to hear that though. But we, besides that, Survivor's just going to be a staple until we get caught up. We only have a few seasons left, but. We just love all the NBC sitcoms, so we're finishing up The Good Place, and then also we're watching one from like 15 years ago. We're watching 30 Rock as well, which is just amazing writing and absolutely really? ridiculous humor. Yes. Are you in it? It is amazing. I can't get into it. I, everyone we has told me to it. watch it. I can't. You would like it. You would. When Kari said NBC sitcoms, all I could think was... He, he promised all of us that he would watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and he's never going to watch it. And it's amazing. Uh, I will watch it. No, you won't. You said you said. Well, why did you start are. 30 Rock before Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Because I had started it several years ago. I started it like when I was in high school and then I never finished. And then I was like, Tara, let's see if we like this. And we did. So we're watching that. We're also watching Superstore. Like, there's just too many. 
There's there too many is, shows out there. There is so we slowly there we slowly many. make our way through all of them. You definitely except for Brooklyn Nine Nine. You definitely have a preferred genre. That's for sure. That's because <laughs> my attention span is like it's so short. So I can watch Survivor for like a forty minute episode. But besides that, give me a twenty minute sitcom where I don't have too much invested, and then I can that watch an episode nice. and walk away. It's not emotionally draining. Nice. Yep, yep. Wet. What are you guys watching? Okay, so we just finished season four of The Crown, and if you have not, have you seen it? Have you, are you caught up, Callie? Did you Love it? it. I am only okay. partially in season two, and Carson, okay. I'll have you know, everyone's getting in The Crown boat, so you might as well it put is, on your life vest is, and get in. It is really good, especially, so we just finished, they just released season four, and if you don't know how The Crown works, they're doing, so every two seasons is the same cast, but then the next two that are released is a totally different cast because they're aging, like with the characters that are aging, like yep. the King and Queen and all the But uh, it's like almost everything that happens, like historically happened, not necessarily like how the characters act and what they say, but like all the major events, like you will go and type in like, did this actually happen? And it did. It is, it was amazing. And I also just love everybody... This season's, like, yeah, this season's like getting real too. Like, yeah, so like Princess Diana's in it and William and Harry. Like, and it's finally to the time that we know about, right? Yeah. Yes, like that's yeah, why you're so like, interested. Yep. Yes, and then next season, I don't know if they're going to get to the death of Diana. I don't know how they're going to do it. But it's also so interesting too because like it's stirring up in real life. Like all of the royals are like commenting on it and like people are bringing back like all the conspiracies and all the things. And so it, we're watching, we just finished the crown last week. And it's amazing. It's a little slow for me. I keep I keep putting it back down and then picking it back up. I'm only in season two. It's really I need I need it to move a little faster than it does is my only problem. Yeah, they are hour long episodes, so that doesn't help. That's, that's oh no. No. I'm out. Sorry, out. <laughs> hey, do you but for real, and I think you're too young. Do you remember when Princess Diana died? I don't. It was in ninety seven, right? I was two years old to know. I was in the. I need you to know. I was in the parking lot of church, and it was the morning we had just pulled into church, and it came on the radio, and my mom sobbed, and I had no idea. Yes, I don't know why. Carol was she. She was the people's princess, y'all. She was. (laughs) But no one. I think they did it. I think the royal family did it. Can I say that here? No way. Is this a safe place? Is this a safe place to say that? You sound like Brooke now. Did you read that on Facebook? Is it a conspiracy theory? <laughs> I, I've been getting all my articles from Facebook, so it's probably true. There's another show on Netflix that Ryan and I have been watching at night. It's called We Are the Champions. And if you want something that's kind of mindless, it's, it is narrated by Rain Wilson, who was Dwight on The Office. And he also produces it. And they just go after these obscure like sports and events. The first one was like a cheese roll. And basically, these people just roll a wheel of cheese down the hill, a really steep hill. (laughs) And whoever gets across the finish line chasing the cheese first wins the cheese. And it's a huge deal. Thousands of people watch it. It's like... This this really took a turn. This is not what I was expecting. (laughs) You're a real sport at first. No, and then there's (laughs) a yo-yo. There's a yo-yo competition. And then there's dog dancing. Dog dancing. Wow. These are all real sports. I'll be honest. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Oh, my gosh. I haven't sold you. (laughs) I I feel like this was very appealing. (laughs) How long are the episodes? They're like 24 minutes. I'm in. Yes. (laughs) We, okay, what will you watch? What do you plan to watch? We are going to finish watching the Fresh Prince reunion. It is. Is that one episode or is it It's just one long episode. Okay. 
What is it on? It's on HBO it's on Max. HBO Max. Yeah. I, don't have I was reminded how much I love Will Smith. He is he is He's a he is a national treasure, is all I can say. So I love I. him so much. Anything on your watch list? Wait, do you want to tell them what you will watch first? Because this is really funny. So I have to have a show for when Whitney goes to sleep. Yes. That's, that's, how, that's how that works. And so it, it, it's only something that she doesn't care about. So I've been watching Smallville. For like the past no. three months. I, yes. For the past three months, I've been listening to Smallville as we go to sleep. And it is the, the tackiest show. Smallville? I think Smallville. I was watching that in 10th grade. And there was a Lifehouse song on there. And it, it moved was. me emotionally. Not Hanging by a moment. Time. He was up in the barn. Looking out it's over all, the city, <laughs> it's all like two thousands alternative like playlists. Yeah, like it's emo. really like emo, emo stuff. <laughs> it's very emo. Very emo. I distinctly well, remember it. I like the what do you call it? The Umbrella Academy. <gasps> okay, okay. Tara and I are gonna give that a try. We Ryan and I've been watching it. We are in the second yeah. season. We had to take a little break from it because the episodes are really long and also like emotionally exhausting at times. <laughs> Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was, like, heavy. It's not like it's heavy. It's just the storyline. You have to really pay attention to keep up with what's happening. And so we just have to take breaks every now and again. And usually at night, we're trying to watch something mindless that we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is why We Are the Champions has been our our selection. (laughs) Which is why you fall asleep to people chasing a big wheel of cheese. (laughs) It is soothing. (laughs) What a waste of cheese. (laughs) They eat it at the end. Everybody signs it and then they crack it open. And they eat it. It's great. Okay, as we roll up into Christmas, whether or not you have your Christmas tree up, if you do not, you're already behind. We do at my house. It made me think about our best and worst holiday experiences. So think back over your 20 some odd years and what has been your best holiday experience up to now? Oh, best holiday experience would be probably like, I think it was four Christmases ago. So Tara and I were dating and she came to visit Nashville and we were going to look at the lights at Opry Mills. And she just struck them. And there was this couple who, they were probably our age or maybe a little younger. And they were just like arguing and like kind of making a scene. So Tara and I just like followed them around Audrey Mills for like an hour listening in on them arguing. It was great. It was just entertaining. It was fun. So that's, that was honestly the first thing that's come to mind. So the demise of someone else's relationship is your favorite holiday. No, but like they were just dating. So it was probably good for them to realize like, oh, we have a bunch of differences. We don't need to take this on any further. We didn't get to see it until the very end, but I'm sure they're not still together today. Nothing, nothing feels like Christmas quite like watching people argue. Isn't that public setting? The truth. If you could have seen Ryan and I in front of our house, speaking of Christmas and arguing, try every year we argue over putting up the Christmas decorations. Oh, please let us know. We would love to watch. <laughs> you see Kari and Tara pull up. <laughs> They've got lawn chairs. They're ready to watch. I was yelling about something. I don't know what. And all of a sudden, neighbors were coming down by, like walking. Oh, no. And so I just started whisper yelling so they wouldn't hear. <laughs> there was like this big tree inside and they were arguing on one side of it so Tara and I sat on the other side so we could listen in but they couldn't see us (laughs) that's absolutely amazing what's your best holiday experience you know I love all the feels of Christmas like it just feels so magical I love all the same like Christmas movies that I loved as as a kid and so I specifically remember 
several Christmases when I was young, I would put out like reindeer food on our back deck. And my parents or Santa, I don't, I don't know how specific we're going to be in this podcast today, <laughs> would like take the reindeer food, sweep it off the deck. And so when I would come down, I would be like, oh my gosh, the reindeer ate all the food. Like, and that specifically, I will never forget it. And I want to keep doing it. Now that we have a house and we have a back deck. For like, Gooch? Like, so yeah, so, it, so after Gooch watches Smallville, he'll go sweep that off your deck. <laughs> yes, and I will tell him to. I will know it's him, but it'll just feel right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so what's bad. your worst worst holiday experience? Um, I have oh. a funny story. I think y'all might not think, think it's funny. But so growing up, I was like a children's choir at church, and I went to like a semi-small-ish church growing up and I hated being on stage in front of people singing in front of people like I would I would be like nervous for weeks like I hated it and there was one Christmas Eve it was like second or third grade and we had practiced all fall to sing on Christmas Eve like during the Christmas service and it was just like six or seven of like kids my age and so we practiced all fall so finally Christmas Eve service gets there and we're sitting like in the pew about to go up and I was like I y'all I can't do this and so I asked the teacher if I could go get a drink of water because I was just gonna like skip out on it and she wouldn't let me and so then I just started crying and I cried the whole time I never went up they tried to drag me up on stage and I just sat in the view the entire time (laughs) everybody was so confused they were like Wendy why did you not go up there and I just couldn't do it so that was pretty horrible I was embarrassed for a while what's odd to me now though is you're on stage like every week (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't Singing. know. I really don't know. It was, you know, Christmas Eve service is pretty packed, and like all the people are just staring at you, and the lights are so hot. I mean, it was just like a combo of lots of things. And you're wearing cool. like velvet and pantyhose, yes, and you're itchy and sweaty. Yeah. It's not, it was wonderful. I hated it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Carson. For me, it would probably be, I think I was like 12 or 13 years old, and we had a bunch of friends and family over for Christmas and we were playing the board game. Like we were playing the game of life and somehow my dad just made it like way too competitive. And like, nobody was interested in the game at all. By the time we got over, like by the time it ended, I think maybe he ended up winning. Nobody else was happy. And then he stayed there and like counted everyone's money at the end. And he was like, Hey, Corey, you got second, like 30 minutes after it ended. I'm like, I don't care. Like you ruined it. Ruined Christmas. <laughs> All for the game of so, life. So, yeah, that would have to be the worst. So, I grew up with two brothers, and everything was always competitive with us, always. And one year, we were sitting at the kitchen table. I was in college. I think I was like 20. And I had just, that's when I just started running quite a bit. And Casey was like, I could outrun you. And this is Christmas morning. It's 8 a.m. And I was like, okay, let's run to the highway and back, which is a mile from the house that we grew up in. To the highway and back is exactly one mile. And I was like, let's That's do a good it. Christmas yeah, except the half mile, the first half mile is literally straight up a hill. You just have to run straight up. So we had just finished eating, just finished. And oh, no. I was like, I'll race you right now. He said, I'll do it in jeans and these tennis shoes right now. I don't even have to change clothes. And so we walk out and we take off running. And I'm at a dead sprint straight up a hill. I win, obviously. And when we get back, I turn around and he is literally puking in the front yard. And it is the most standout memory. My mom thought we ruined Christmas. Like, it was just, it was not. And that's why, that's why to this day we call him puke. 
<laughs> and that's why to this day every Christmas morning we have a holiday race we call it <laughs> we call it the holiday miler and whoever wins gets all the presents under the tree that's how it works it's great. Wow, what a gift. <laughs> it really is a gift to all of us okay similar to our Thanksgiving question what's one tradition that you want your family to keep doing and what's a tradition you're like, we are not doing this anymore. Okay. So we don't, my family didn't grow up doing a ton of traditions. Something that, this doesn't really answer the question, but something that I wish we would have done that we absolutely will do when we have kids that we sort of started doing is I will do Christmas pajamas every single year when we have kids. I think Christmas PJs are so fun. Like to get them That's on the only TV. thing I purchased on Black Friday was Christmas pajamas. Oh, it's pajamas. so fun. It's so fun. And the first year that we were married, which was two years ago, it was not that long ago, um, I got us onesies from Target and they like had the little butt flap, like a real butt flap. No. Yeah. yeah no, no ma'am. <laughs> they're so magical. I no, love, they're not. I Pajamas with a butt flap are not magical. That is not magic. Is not the word we're looking for. There. <laughs> no, they're they're completely underrated. I know there's so many people on my team. They're weird. Um, they're weird and kind of honestly inappropriate. Whitney, you're not, you're not walking. Listen, Callie, I'm not throwing that thing on and running a mile out of my neighborhood. I'm just with the flap it. open for airflow. Oh <laughs> for my! For aerodynamics. No, so we will do Christmas PJs. We they're also kind of expensive, so we haven't bought. We still use the same onesie, and by we, I mean me. Gooch does not have any part of it. He, he doesn't. What a tradition! <laughs> I can tell that Gooch Gooch really wants to carry that tradition. In the family. But yeah, we'll do Christmas PJs. Oh no! Anything that you will not carry into your new family? Do you have anything? We didn't grow up doing many. Things we did, like we did presents in like, did y'all do presents like in a specific order? Like we came downstairs and did stockings and then presents from Santa and then presents from my parents. It was very, very organized. See, we never did presents from Santa and presents from parents. Almost all of them were just from our parents. They did not really feed the Santa mindset. I think it's more so because they're like, we work really hard to earn the money to buy you these presents. This is coming from us. <laughs> you need to know who's getting these because it's not it's not Santa. I'll tell you right do now. Do, do you do stockings? We always did stockings after because they were kind of like the finisher. So, But my mom's yeah. stockings were nine times out of ten better than even the presents we got. I love stockings. They're so fun. Yeah, See, so for I think- my family, we really didn't have that many traditions. So my family's from the Bahamas, as I mentioned earlier. So we would go there a lot of Christmases. So like Christmas Day, we didn't open up that many presents because we were in Nassau and like <laughs> Santa, I don't know, didn't didn't give us our gifts there. So we would get all like... We he didn't want to go to that presents. side of the Bahamas. Exactly. <laughs> we would open up all of our presents like on January 3rd. When we got back, but Tara's family has way more traditions of like um, going on a ride and drinking hot chocolate on, is that Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? On Christmas Eve and going, it's usually like in early December, going to this like tree farm in North Carolina to get a tree. So I think we're really just going to adopt a lot of those and kind of make them our own. And then I think another tradition is like just not having, I call it the tradition of them not putting expectations on us. Either side of the family, it's like we, we may spend Christmas with you one year and again the next year, or we may not spend Thanksgiving with you 
two years in a row or maybe one year we'll go to a cabin and not spend Christmas with anyone. Like <laughs> we've, I think we've made that pretty clear because we've been, this is our third tradition. Thanksgiving now. Right yeah. <laughs> well, it really is. Cause it's like, Oh, like last year, my mom was like, Oh, well you spent Christmas there last year. I thought you were doing it here this year. I was like, Nope. <laughs> and I think just kind of nipping that in the bud so that it's like, Hey, we will let you know what we're doing for sure. But don't place those expectations. Don't on pressure us, us to feed your yes. your Christmas dreams. We don't care what your Christmas dreams yeah, are. We have our own. Correct. Great. Hey, do y'all do do y'all do real trees or fake trees? Oh, fake ones. Pre lit fake ones all day, why? every day. Why why fake? Because they're easier to put up. You can piece them together so easily. The lights are already on them. I just bought a new one from Hobby Lobby and it is the greatest tree I've ever owned. It has so many lights on it. I don't have to put, I used to have to supplement with more lights because they wouldn't put enough on the pre-let trees back in the day. But now that thing, I mean, it is like a beacon. I could land a plane with it. There's so many lights on it. And wow. it, 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 I just love it. I don't have to worry about watering it. It doesn't make a mess. I can burn a candle that smells like a tree if I want the smell. You know what I'm See, saying? The thing, though, it's not as magical. They are just as magical. What do you mean they they're not as magical? They are not as you magical. You don't know the word have magical. You, have you ever yeah, had you a real really tree? don't know. Have you ever had a real tree? Callie Holland, tell me right now. Yes, I, re- I distinctly remember my dad took us out one year to cut one down, and it was pouring snow, and it was freezing and, cold, and it was and a terrible was, experience. Everybody was puking. Everybody was puking. We were running. We were racing amongst the trees, and everyone was throwing up everywhere. It was terrible. It was magical. I guess is the word you would use for it. It was magical. Yeah, we, uh, we, I grew up doing only fake. Yeah, only fake. Like, I didn't know that people did real trees. I just thought that was like in movies and stuff. And then when we got married, I was like, we got a real tree. And it was, it's so fun. It is a hassle to clean up. Oh, my goodness. And also, the first year we got a real tree. So, apparently, this is the thing. If you get a real tree and they, they catch on fire. Them, well, they can't catch on fire. But praying mantises, mantises, lay their eggs in Christmas trees. So, and somebody, one of my friends had told me this, like, right before we were going to get a real tree. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. That's probably like, because he had said that one year they got a real one and there were baby praying mantises all over their house. And I was like, whatever, that's a free That's so magical. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says Christmas like praying mantises. And so we got a real tree. And that night I found a praying mantis in our kitchen. No. And I was like, this, yes. I was like, this is when it happens. We are going to wake up and they're going to be. Everywhere. Did it have but a Santa hat on? Was it wearing a Santa hat? <laughs> it wasn't, but it was. Ma- it then was it's so not magical. magical. Okay. It had a twinkle. It had a twinkle in its eye. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think, I think that real trees are overhyped and they're just a mess. And it only ends up in either a fire or a bundle of pine needles on your floor and a tree you don't know what to do with at the end of the year. I'm telling you, there's, you know, there are, there's companies that you can get the same real Christmas tree every year. You take it back and they replant it and then you oh, put it down the next that's year. See, that's an idea I, I could get behind. All right. But you just going down and cutting down trees for no reason, Whitney, I don't get behind that. I don't feel well, like that's making a better world for my children. Well, listen, number one rule Christmas is a magical. I will say we a we eat monkey bread still first thing in the morning every Christmas morning. Tasty, isn't that Uh, not the best Christmas breakfast? Monkey bread. We we were young. We did a birthday cake for Jesus. I don't think we'll do that ever. (laughs) (laughs) And they would they would sing the song. It goes. Are you gonna sing with me? Counting men. Counting men. It goes like this. Happy birthday, Jesus. 
was. He's not singing it. Yes. He's the one that taught me that song. We used to sing that song for like every Christmas service at church. Oh, it's like a real I distinctly song. remember trying out for that solo because a kid always sang it. And I tried out for the solo and didn't get it ever, ever. Oh. Not one year. I feel like it was rigged because the choir director's kid always got it. You know, I think it. Of course. Uh, you deserve that. I fully believe that I deserve I, that. Listen, I bet that you could outrun his kid in a race. Though. I bet I could. I'm going to call him right now, challenge it to him on Christmas Day. Meet me. <laughs> 7 a.m. at me South Dual Track. Meet me at the pile of so it's <laughs> Okay, let's wrap it up with top two Christmas movies you will watch this year. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh goodness. It's hard to narrow it down to two, but the Y'all Grinch. Are hate on my Christmas. The Grinch one hundred percent is. Which in there one? The cartoon Grinch? or the no. Jim Carrey or the newest one? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey for sure. Jim Carrey for sure. I do love the I love using the little the gif or jif, I don't know what they're called, of the like evil smile from the cartoon Grinch. Yeah. yeah. Love that. But yeah, so I'd say the Grinch and then Elf. We just I know that's what everyone says, but those are the two that like we literally will watch every single year. Because the- they, they are, are magical, they're incredible. But let me tell you two more movies that are even Oh, more I already know these are going to be terrible. <laughs> no, for real. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's the claymation like from the 70s. No. I love the claymation. Yes. yes. No. I Tara's hate claymation. Yes, I am not. I hate claymation. All the way. I love it's them. so good. And like the Rudolph is really good. But that, I always have to watch that movie. And number two is White Christmas. Have y'all seen White Christmas? I've not seen either. Is that the one no. I play at the, at the It's Tennessee really good. Okay. Holly, don't even. Don't no. Even. It's a White hard Christmas. pass on both of those. You really built those up. And you didn't deliver with. I've got to okay. be honest. I knew, so I knew to respect that. It's not lame. <laughs> I know that the claymation is lame. White Christmas is not. It's it's a really good movie. It's like a classic. Like it was in the 40s, I think. It's really yeah, good. I've never seen it. They play that in the Tennessee Theater every year. I have think you watched right. it at the Tennessee Theater with you? Uh, I and my brother go to that every year together. No, they play tradition. it at the Tennessee <laughs> Theater sometimes. Probably well, not that could be your new magical tradition is going to the Tennessee Theater to watch it. <laughs> is he probably, in? We're not gonna wear our jammies, so. though. He, he said we won't wear our jammies when we go. Our, PJ, our Christmas jammies. We'll not do that. Now, something I'm glad that someone told me about is, I would say the creme brulee syrup at Starbucks. I'm not oh. like a sweet drink guy, but I'd never had that before, and it was super good. And it's fun to drink seasonal drinks. So, also Tara's new cookie recipe. Your Ooh, Tara's fan. cookie recipe yes. is amazing. We'll share yes. it. We'll share it. That is that another thing you're a big fan. Notes. Yep. You're a yes, big fan. it tastes amazing. <laughs> Wit? Something I'm I'm glad that someone told me about. I don't think I've ever talked about my love for this on the podcast. But really glad somebody told me, which the somebody was Callie, that they sell Jenny's ice cream at Publix in the freezer aisle. It's very expensive, but it's delicious. It's so <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Brambleberry crisp. It is amazing. Wait, what berry? It's so worth it. Brambleberry. It's it's blackberries and brambleberries, which are a real thing. Didn't know that. I didn't know that. When you you were... When you were quarantined, I left some at the end of my driveway for you. Yep. We, we parked in Kelly's driveway, watched her run out. She was very fast, I can't confirm. <laughs> Set the ice cream down and then went back into her house. Well, hey, this is our sign-off to 2020. What a year it's been. What a year. Great year. It's, it's been listen, magical. <laughs> this would, I think magical is the appropriate. The way that you use it. This is the bad It magical. is appropriate to yeah, use. This is the Whitney kind of magic. <laughs> y'all, y'all are haters. 
love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.